Good evening, everybody, and welcome to this another edition of the Dell and Keith Show. I'm Derek Kernahan, and as always, I'm joined by my very good friend Keith Anderson. Keith, how you doing tonight, mate? You all right? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. How are you? Aye, all good, all good, man. It's been a it's been a good weekend for a change. We can say, um, being a being a Rangers supporter. So, I uh, did you enjoy your weekend? Aye, it's been all right. Aye, it's been a, yeah. been a decent weekend. Thanks, mate. Like you say, good. football on Saturday was. Was different um, than it's been lately, which is always welcome. Um, yeah. Apart from that, all all decent. How about you? Aye, good, good. It's been a good one. Let's say um, Saturday. Good, thoroughly enjoyed it. Enjoyed the way that we and way that we played. Obviously, that's what we're going to be di- discussing tonight. But other than that, it's just been um, just been family, you know, with the uh, with the wife and kids. So it's been a it's been a good weekend, and obviously the weather's helped as well in that as well. So, I. It's been it's been really good, mate. Really good. So, um, I so obviously we're here to discuss the the Rangers, um, the Rangers victory, the three nothing victory over Celtic yesterday, um, which was fantastic. Great tie, you know, just well needed. I think Keith, you know, sort of just in general, because it's been a pretty shitey season, hasn't it? Aye, aye. There's not been there's not been much to celebrate at all this year, has there? To be no. honest, um. As an as an overall season, I mean, in saying that, like, it's, it's funny old life. We might have spoke about this before, but our points totals pretty healthy, actually. You know, we've, teams have won the league with less than this, so and yeah. in, in some ways, it's actually you know the teams performed well in the league, but it doesn't matter. Celtic have performed a lot better, so it's been it's been crap. Yeah, um, I've been been a bit of a rough season, and between Europe being a disaster, cups and the league lost. There's not been much really to celebrate. Yesterday was about the, about the best of it. Do you know what I mean? Like uh, yesterday, sat, uh, yesterday yeah. um, was been a bit the best. Of it. Maybe like uh, USG qualifying for the Champions League, but then obviously careful what you wish for. That went a bit sour fast. So yeah, um, I, we'll talk about we'll talk about the game and how how much what what, what we can take from it. But as a one off day, it was it was good day. Yeah, and I think it was well needed for this squad as well. I think they. You know, just sort of just to sort of discuss it all in general. You know, I think that Aye. I think that they owed us the fans a victory against them. And even though in the grand scheme of things it doesn't matter in terms of the league, but every game against them is important, isn't it? You know, regardless Aye. if it was if it was playing Tiddly Winks, it would still be important. You know, I mean? Aye, you, you get competitive for sure, man, and, and we'll we'll talk about in more detail, but you're right, it, it matters always, it always matters. And and they know that as well, right? You know, there's nobody there sitting there going, I'm I'm happy, it's brilliant, I don't care. Of course it's gonna hurt. So it matters it matters, you know, a lot for guys like Beale, obviously, you know, going to own five would have been would have been a, a, a own four was bad enough, but own five just it goes into next season, everything becomes that wee bit tougher. And yeah. even for guys like Raskin and Cantwell and that to sample it. Because I mean, you forget these boys came in January, but they could have played them four times and 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 never beat them. So the psychology of we can do it, we, you know what I mean. There's nothing to fear. Can can be a big change. And and guys like Redvan and Matondo, who knows what's going to happen? But if these boys are here next season, they'll be all the better for for for, for that result for sure. Yeah, yeah. So so shall we shall, shall we dig in, it, Keith? I just want to get a wee bit of your sort of. <laughs> You know, obviously, we, we didn't see each other before the game or anything like that. Um, right. we, we, we had a couple of conversations, but how were you How were you feeling before the game? I mean, were you nervous? Were you, 
you know, were you thinking, you know, just what was going through your head? Did you think we were going to get skelter or else do you think that, that you know, we, 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 you know, with the full Ibrooks there being odd angels, you know, did you feel like it was going to be a bit different or else were you a bit a bit nervous about it? Nah, I, I'll be honest, on the, in the morning when I woke up and in the way to the game and I, I was, I was kind of, no, no usual, but like I was, I definitely had a bit of the battle fever, and I was, I was up for it. I was, I was, I was getting pretty, you know. I was, I was animated. I was, I was ready for the game. I was looking forward to it. I, I felt like, like I always do, that we were going to win. Um, but you know, we could be, it could be Rangers under nines women against Celtic, and I'd convince myself we were going to win. Do you know what I mean? So it was, I, I was, I felt good. I thought we were going to win, and then. As I got closer to the stadium, and you know, you, you get in and around it, and then you get into my seat and that, I, I'll be honest, I felt pretty calm. I was like, actually, it, it had a with the weather and, and the atmosphere, it kind of had a bit of a feel of a busy preseason friendly. And that was kind of how it felt to me, mm-hmm. was because it, it, it was lovely weather, and, and everybody was like, everybody was in good spirits, but it didn't feel there was no tension, there was no this is a big because. You know, like for probably for obvious reasons, a mixture of things. I think there was people there that probably don't get a chance to go to many old firms, but because you know the the folks like us that are there all the time, there was quite a lot of tickets available. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was probably a lot of people that were just like, "Oh my god, I can't believe I'm actually able to attend an old firm. I'm happy, or I've, I've been able to bring the kids, so I'm happy." I don't know. It just felt like a bit of a jovial, a bit of a, a calmer, uh, less tense atmosphere, and and it made me it made me go from battle fever to like. Okay, cool, right, good. Yeah, we've got a game to look forward to, you know. Uh, so it kind of it didn't make me flat, but it just I don't know, it calmed me down and, and took the took the sting out of it. It felt like a different atmosphere than normal. What about you? I was um, I was nervous before it because I was thinking I was like they can't, you know, whitewash us in a season, you know, where we don't beat them. Um, I thought I was feeling like that. So we had um the local hall next to us, the local um. Local orange halls had a had a bus leaving from it, so we were in there early doors having a couple of beers, talking to a couple of guys. I know, and um, me and my brother were in there, and my nephew Ollie, who was going, coming to the game with us, um, who's eight years old. So we went in having a couple of beers, and there's a couple of guys, and I was just, I think I'm always like that in old forum games. I get really nervous about them, um, and then the bus took us over. Um, walking down Ibrooks, there was a bit of buzz about the place. You know, the place was because it was a hundred percent us. You know, nice. it, was, it, it was. I thought there was been a walk around Ibrox. It was a bit of a buzz. Um, I met my young. I met my cousin. Side the game as well, and we were all having a bit of a chat, and we had a look at the team. And then when I seen the team, I get when I seen the the starting two strikers, well, the, the, the two attackers, the way that I thought it was going to be lined up, I got I got even more nervous. Um, and then I seen their team as well, and obviously they made a couple of changes, but they still had other. You know, they had. He, he didn't play Kyogo, who's usually up front for them, but he was sitting on the bench, you know, for us. We didn't, you know, we had we, we had over, we had well, 11 players missing, you know, who went, who didn't make it, who are usually, you know, in and about the team. Um, so we had a big, obviously big changes with Nay up front, but they had, all, the only guy that they really missed, I think, was uh, Vickers at the back, their, their centre-half. I think other than that, they had other players on the bench, you know, they started with Jota, you know who they who they love, um the we is the we is really boy a, a um a, a bada a bada he's decent aye, he's, he's good he's, he's hurt us, aye. he was on he was on the wing as well and he you know he's hurt us in the past like you said aye. so I was I was I was nervous before I get into my and then I sat in my seat 
um, I was sitting in the enclosure, um, not in my usual seat in the Copeland front, um, because my, my brother was there with my nephew, like I said. Um, and I know a couple of guys in about there, and we were just having a chat. And I was, you know, when I seen the team running into the, the place, was jumping and buzzing. I was just like, let's, you know, that sort of, sort of turned from being nervous to excited. And then obviously the game started, and, you know, that sort of put me put me ease within a couple of minutes. But let's have a, before we talk about that, let's have a quick chat about the, the lineup then, Keith. Um, mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll, I'll rhyme it off to you quickly. Um, and then we can have a quick discussion about it. So in goals, Robbie McCrory kept his place again, which I, I think was, you know, we had a back four of Tav, Goldson, John Sutter and Bridvan as well. Sort of free in the middle. You would free in the middle of the party. You would say Lundstrom, Raskin and Jack. Jack coming back after being out for a couple of weeks. And then we sort of had a makeshift three up top, you would say, is Cantwell maybe being the false nine and Sakala and Rabi Matondo. Um, in there as well and then on the bench we had McGregor Divine King Hadji Arfield Kamara Lowry Lovelace and Alfredo Morelos who got who got slated by the manager you know last week about his performance um, when he came on against Aberdeen um, so I what did you when you seen the team Keith were you expecting were you expecting Morelos to play I was I was sort of under the assumption with Morelos that once he's what once he slated him last Sunday, I was like right that's him. I don't think he'll play again. But then he he sort of Bill changed uh, on his you know he sort of turned it turned it around in his press conference during the week saying he's trained well he's fit you know if he's there he'll you know he'll he'll be in the squad, um almost in there as well. So I was a bit when I seen the team I was you know I was like oh this is interesting. But what did what did you think when you seen it? Um. Uh, similar, I didn't know what was going to happen with Alfie. I'd, I'd felt the week before, right, like you say, but well, that's it. That's that's a clear message. Jobs are good, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we, we all know where we stand. And then in the lead up to the game, it, you, you you put doubt in your mind. Um, yeah. You know, and you know we, we can we can talk about Bo and his press conferences and the contradictions and the you know whatever. But anyway. The so the team I was to be honest I was I was hoping not to see Alfie I was happy when I seen the team I thought it was good he was just stick with the boys you know give McCrory's chance give Redfan his chance give Matondo his chance all of that was I was I was fine with all of that like mm-hmm. I, I was I was happy when I seen the team if it had been like Alfie and then Kent out of nowhere I, I think I would have turned around and went home if I'm honest I, I'd have oh, fuck this do you know what I mean like I, I would have been sick of that so I, I was happy that he, he stuck by by these boys and and you know we, we can talk about individual we will we'll all talk about individual performances but I don't think it definitely didn't hurt them anyway did it you know so no. I, I was I was happy with the team to be honest yeah although like you say I mean you wouldn't look at it and say oh that that's the team that you want to see 38 times well that'll win as a league yeah. not at all but uh, given all of the various circumstances like you say with injury and players at a contract and and the change that we know still needs to happen all of the context I was I was pretty happy with the team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I seen the team and I was I was happy to see um, Suter in. Obviously, Ben Davis didn't make it through injury, so yep. John Suter was in. And I think Suter since he's since he has came in, he's been other than the Celtic game at Parkhead that mistake. Other than that, he's been solid. Um, and I, you know, obviously he dropped out when. Remember, we were discussing it. Um, the, the show that we've done before this about the, the semi final, about who Aye. he would play, who he would play. I would, you know, we, I, 
I think you said it's you know you wanted Suter in and Suter should have, and yep. you know. But I said I want Suter in, but I think Davis will play because of the way that he he's got the left foot, which turned out to be. But I think um, Suter deserves his place in there. It's his position now to to lose. I think even even getting next season, you know, obviously we're going to sign a couple of centre halves, but. I think it's his position now to keep, particularly after his performance as well. So I was happy to see him in, happy to see Ridvan getting another start. I think he offers something totally different to Borna. First of all, he's no a, he's no a shite bag. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, so that helps. I was happy to see Ryan Jack back in there. I thought he would, maybe he might have been on the bench, but if he was on the bench, obviously that would have, Cantwell would have dropped back and maybe Alfie would have started, you know, up front. But um, mm-hmm. no, I was, I was relatively happy with the team. The only thing was I didn't, on the, the Aberdeen game with Ravi Matondo, I just thought that he, he's, I think I've said this a couple of times, I'm, I'm, I'm not his biggest fan, to be honest with you. I mean, he does try, he's rapid, there's no denying his speed in there, but it's just, there's just nothing else there. And when I've seen him starting, I was like, oh, this is going to be nerve-wracking, but fair play to him. He, you know, he, he put in a decent shift, he was sort of fading towards the end before he got taken off. Uh-huh. Um, but I think fair play. I mean, you know, in terms of the team, you know, it was it was the best there. A bad bunch. I maybe would have thought that maybe Scott Arfield maybe would have come in and maybe played that sort of Cantwell position and drop Cantwell back if Jack wasn't fit as well. That was maybe another one I was thinking about. But, I I wouldn't have been unhappy to see yeah see Scott in. I think that that's a that's a fair show. Um, on Matondo, just on the Aberdeen thing, I, I felt he was kind of, I thought, he, I kind of felt he was in the, the Tillman shift uh, at that game where he put on two or three really good chances, and if Sakala could finish his dinner, yeah. he might walk away with two, at least two assists. Do you know what I mean? Like we lovely, we flicked in the corner for Sakala to run onto and that. So I know what you're saying. I, I'm, I listen, I'm not saying the guys Cristiano Ronaldo reincarnated or anything, but um, I, I don't know. I thought he did it all right against Aberdeen, and I thought he did it all right. You know, you see the odd wee flash here or there that you think. If he could bulk up and get a wee bit tougher, maybe there's something. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think the kid's totally hopeless. I've seen a lot of contradiction reports this week about him. I've seen some people thinking that he played he played great. Other people sort of like us two saying he's all right, you know, but he's no the best out there. And then other people saying that he's honking. You know, he's sort of, I don't think anybody, I don't think I've ever heard anybody having the two same opinions about him. <laughs> and there, so it's... Uh, so he's 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 one that's going to he's one that's going to get Rangers fans chatting anyway about him if he does Aye. stay you know and what he's going to bring to the table. So it was interesting, but um, one of the guys Keith I, I do want to talk about and I was really really happy to see him in the team with Robbie McCrory again, um, because obviously I was thinking maybe for this game I thought maybe Bill might have done a wee bit of sentimental and bring McGregor back in. However, I was delighted to see Robbie getting his chance. Um, in there and you know that's him played played four games for Rangers and he's you know first team mm-hmm. no conceded a goal and two of the games are against Celtic so he's doing all right and just the way he commands the box and comes out for what you know he's like a you know a, a, he's, he's you know the ideal definition of sweeper keeper yesterday you know he was in you know when they were trying to get the balls through in the back he was out kicking clearing and it meant that our defenders could also just move that couple of yards forward you know, they didn't have to be on the 18-yard box all the time, particularly, you know, because someone like McGregor who who stays on his line. So it was really refreshing to see him playing and he put in a, a, he made a couple of great saves as well. I mean, the first half he'd done that, just after we scored, he'd done that slip and I was like, oh no, here we go, he's going to concede. But I mean, that boy is through. Yeah, but luckily 
he did get a tip on it and the boy put it wide. Um, but I thought I thought McCrory had a had a fantastic game. What did you think about him? I know I thought I thought he did I thought he did well. I mean, it must be said he didn't have a huge amount to do, but I think, like you say, I don't think we can underestimate the tactical difference that having him there allows. You know, because how many times did they play that ball, expecting, you know, whoever it might have been, especially when Kyogo came on, they they did it a couple of times, expecting him to be running in behind, having five or six yards, and then being able to get a shot off. But he couldn't yeah. get the ball because McCrory's there, where McGregor wouldn't be, and it just it just shows you that, like Ange has been at, the whole time he's been at Celtic he's played against Rangers however many times I don't know it would be like 11 times 12 times or something like that mm-hmm. um, and there's been tw- that they've not scored and it's been the twice that McCrory's been in yeah. I'm not saying that only factor and you know it, causation not correlation and all that sort of stuff but I, I just think that there is um, there is something in that 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 takes away one of their weapons, do you know what I mean? One of their methods of creating problems for us is that wee bit of space in behind. And in, in the other old firm game, when he played, he Kyogo could have had two or three, but again, McCrory was on him so much quicker and he's not giving him a chance. So I, I do think there's something in that. I thought the boy had a, had a good game and he probably had a spectacular game, but he nips it up in the bud so early that he doesn't pro- you, you know, you're not getting the credit for it because he didn't need to make a save because he was out clearing it away before out one on one and having to pull off a save. So, now nah, I think he done well. And yeah. um, interesting next season because I know you know there's talk of is is it Jack Butland or we're definitely signing a number one. Do we need to sign a number one? Yeah, I don't know. I think we need. Obviously, both of us agree that we need to sign another goalkeeper. But where right. see for me the now case if we sign somebody. It would be a case, see, if we did sign Butland, I'd be like, look, you're here, Robbie's your number one until he makes him, you know, sort of the way that McLaughlin, you know, we done McLaughlin, but, you know, the way, the way it was to start the season, McLaughlin was our number one until he made a he made a couple of mistakes and then they brought McGregor back in. It could be the same, we say that, look, this is Robbie's shirt until he makes a, you know, until, until he does, you know, sort of makes a mistake or maybe not makes a mistake, but you know, sort of does something until you can prove yourself. You know, because the boy, the boys, the boys deserve his chance. He's been there for long enough. Mm-hmm. Sat in the bench for you know, he has played a lot of football, but he hasn't played a lot of football in the last couple of years because he's been sitting on the bench or training the training the team before the games. Um, so I think he deserves his chance. He deserves his opportunity definitely. Um, and he's got obviously the next three games. Well, maybe two games because I imagine McGregor might play against. If he doesn't play against Hearts, I think he'll come on against Hearts. I think he'll get on at some point. Yeah. Right? Um, but I think, um, you know, he's probably got the next two, maybe two and a half games, that, which is his. And I would I would give him at next, for the start of next season anyway, obviously we're going to sign somebody and depends who that is. But for me, it'd be a case of this is Robbie's jersey until he loses it. You could, I would say at the very least, you're signing somebody to come in and compete with him. It's yeah. No, Right, Derek, you're the number one. Uh, Robbie, sorry, mate, you're back to number two. I, I, I don't think it would be that. I think it would be, like you say, come in and compete and take it off him because mm-hmm. as things stand, you'll get your chance in pre-season, but as things stand, like he's he's got the gloves and yeah. uh, you need to come in and compete and and, and wrestle wrestle them off, you know. So, um, I think I think that would be fair and credit to the credit to the kid. I think he's looked good and he's coming at that age now where for a goalie, you know, he's 
he's still he's still got plenty of years ahead of him, but you're you're starting to think he should be he should be playing. Otherwise, we need to move him on. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I agree with you there. I agree with you. So, Keith, just before we sort of talk about some of the players in the team, let's sort of have a quick rundown of the game. Um, mm-hmm. you know, the first the first five minutes was, you know, was an apps, but probably most of the game was a was a joy because I think even though. Celtic probably had most of the possession, but most of the possession was from their two centre halves because they couldn't really get the ball out because of the way Cantwell was playing. He was sitting holding when we were, def- you know, sort of when we were defending. He was on Callum McGregor. He was pretty much stifling it most of the time. But yeah, it was a. I think the start of the start of the game anyway was, you know, ferocious for us for the first five minutes, and it's so nice and refreshing to see us actually put away a chance so early. You know, this season, that's been the telltale sign, hasn't it? You know, we're battle teams in the first wee while and then never been able to score and then it's squeaky bum time um, in there. But what did you what did you make of the start of the game and then just how we just how we played in general? Um, you know, what did you what did you what did you think it, mate? Uh, I, thought, I mean, the first first five, even more, I think, even after we scored, we got the part and have another half-decent chance. We, we, we keep them on, under constant pressure for the first I don't know, six, seven minutes or something like that. Um, and it, it, it's uh, that's what you want to see. That's what that's what Rangers fans want is to start the games against everybody, just high octane in their face. And if you can get a goal in that, say, the first 10 minutes, then phenomenal, you know, and, and, and we did that. Counter to that is they, they got the park and have that chance with that boy's through and the Corey slips and then he clips the post. So you think that would just have been like it, you know, we're, yep. we're ahead of them. Because that's what happened to at Ibrox and Beale's first game. Yeah. It's, it's, it's all us for, for 10 minutes or something like that. A, a collective brain fart in the middle of the park and my header runs through and scores and you're thinking, oh, it's happening again. But obviously that boy missed. So, no, we, we started well and then the game kind of settled and it became apparent relatively quickly that I don't think, you know, harem, scarem was exactly the tactics. I think they went out with a bit between their teeth but the, the, the team shape um, and the the tactics that we were going for was what you said, you know. I think that we played, it looked to me like a 4-4-2 diamond, I would have said. Like, Lundstrom mm-hmm. seemed to be on the right quite, but right away, I'm like, John Lundstrom's popping up in the right a lot. So, it felt like he was out there. Cantwell was sitting in McGregor, and the two centre-forwards were, were kind of splitting the, the centre-halves, just sh- stopping the angles. So, they weren't like right on top of them. They were they were wider than them, stopping the angles into the fullbacks. And like you say, just basically going like that, like your centre halves on the on the ball are pretty crap. So just you have it. And we just sat off, sat off, and then waited for them to play their pass and went and pressed the pass rather than going and, you know, putting ourselves trying to win the ball off the man because, you know, that he can always go back to goalie or hump it or whatever. So we felt that centre halves are crap. Let's sit off them and pick pick the next ball because they're probably not going to do anything special and it worked well, you know, they had a lot of possession, but a lot of harmless possession, and we looked really dangerous on the counter, Raskin was winning the ball a lot and breaking forward, uh, Campbell was winning the ball high up, and, and we were turning at them, and then if you do that, if you're bright, sucking them out, and you win the ball high up, Matondo and, and Sakala with their pace, were, were causing them problems, how many times did either one of those guys go on a run and win a corner or whatever, and get us up the park, and and again, we looked we looked dangerous. So now I think that the tactics worked. Not, not many fans would have said I give them the ball and sit off them, but it's how you do it. Do you know what I mean? Like it, it showed that you, you can do that and still win the game. 
because that's what we did. You know, we weren't like just trying out out Celtic them or whatever and never stop and all that Ange ball bullshit. We just be all out for them, I, I think. And like you said earlier, they had their midfield. They had McGregor and Hitati and all that. It wasn't like the back four was a bit ropey and changed, aye. But the rest of the team, there was there was no real weaknesses in the rest of the team where you can say, right, well, you know, oh, they were playing their, their B team. It wasn't that at all. They had their first, their top midfielders and they, they couldn't lay a glove on us. Yep, yep, definitely. Definitely. So it was, aye, it was, it was um, really, really refreshing to see, you know, the way that we played and just how well we done. I thought um, everybody to a man, I thought, played... Um, where if we're going to talk about some individual performances, Keith, let's sort of. I thought everybody to a man played fantastic, played played really well, in their ability. But there's a couple of them that I wanted to sort of highlight, um, in there as well, and we'll sort of discuss them. So, um, first one I wanted to talk about was uh, Redvan. Obviously, we've had a chat about McCrory, um, but I thought that um, Redvan at left back, like I said earlier on, he offers something totally different to to Borna. Um, and the fact that he can actually defend, um, you know, he put in a lot of good challenges. That challenge in the first half, he put in um, a badder was fantastic. It led to an attack, you know, the sliding challenge. Aye. That was just where I was sitting and it was brilliant. Um, clean as a whistle, you know, but he did he did get him, but he got the ball first. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, that sort of, he was up straight away and running away. Um, maybe we're going to lose a wee bit of some of the, the crossing accuracy that maybe Borner can hit. That Ridvan can't, but I think in terms of being a left back, he needs to be a defender first and foremost. And I think that's what Ridvan is. Um, what did you make his performance, Keith? I know. I think he's he's a lot more solid. Like he he's tackling, as you say there, that that one example. But even if you go back, if you watch the Aberdeen game, he, he does that. You know, he gets back and puts in a sliding tackle, or he nicks in and gets a great interception. He's also good at reading it. How many times does he just nip in front of the man and come away with the ball? He does that quite well. So defensively, whether that's 1v1 in the tackle, reading the play, positionally being there, or his recovery. So he, he is also quite quick. Like, how many times did they bomb up beyond Matondo, you know? So uh-huh. he, he's got an engine in him and a bit of pace. And what I do like about him is he um, he's no shy in coming inside as well. Like, he'll take the ball and he'll dribble inside or he'll do an underlap. Bomber very rarely does that. He tends uh-huh. to hug the, hug, hug the touchline. Hug the line, yeah. But, but that... That that benefits Bonner because, as you rightly say, he can you know he can he can put it on a sixpence for somebody in the box. The downside to to Ridvan is he gets into some great positions, and his 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 final ball isn't isn't amazing. If if I was being if I was being generous, you would say well, there was one in the first half in particular where he I think it might be the where he wins the ball and he just goes on this mad run. He might play a one two with somebody or whatever, but he puts in a hell of a shift. Then he gets to the final ball and it's it's dug meat. And yeah, I, and I thought that boy's not like. And the guy beside me is like, oh. But I thought to myself, well, that boy's not a pre-season. He's missed a lot of football. He's just went and ran ninety yards. I'd be knackered and just fluff my lines as well. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Because you'd be like, oh, just put your foot through it, and then it could go anywhere because he's just ran that. And he's, I, I, so I was kind of like, I don't know. That crossed my mind. Maybe I'm being generous, and doesn't matter. His delivery isn't he as good as Borner. And maybe I gave him the ball, no benefit of the doubt. You know what I mean? I just expect it to be good. And when it's no, you go, oh, he's allowed a crap one. But yeah. You make I a good point, that, though. You do make a good I, point with what you're saying. You know, the gas tank will be affected. And if yeah. he's got pre-season and he's playing football more regularly, then I dare say he'll be in better shape. I mean, Aberdeen game was just a week ago and he was pulling up with cramp. 
after Beal had had a had a mental one and like half an hour to go and he made four subs, do you remember? And yeah. So she used all his subs. And then five minutes later, Redvan's down with cramp and he had to get one of the kind of Lucas jelly shots to get, yeah, get I've a bit, seen, get, yeah, he did I've seen that. So yeah, so like that's how removed he is for you know lacking fitness. So who knows, maybe I guess long way of saying hopefully his final ball isn't as bad as what it's looking like once he, he gets his proper match fitness and sharpness up. But yeah, um all round game. Brilliant. I think he yeah. could be a, a really big player, a really good player. And he does something different than Tav. So it's not just, you know, and maybe that's a bad thing. Maybe Bill wants fullbacks to stay wide and whip the balls in or whatever. But I'm, I'm not so sure. And if he if he can do what if he, Tav does that, like attacks a back post, late run, underlap thing, maybe the wee man, maybe you could get that out of my know and he might actually get more goals than Bournemouth. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think, I think he's, I mean, he can, I mean, he also hit a dig. As well, you know, he had, he had a shot that got, uh, hit, uh, hit, you know, hit one of their players, but he's no, he, he's no scared to hit a dig. Um, I hit a know, couple, it, yeah. Aye. So, so he's no scared. Um, he have a he have a pop as well, which is nice to see, um, mm-hmm. in there because I can't remember the last time, Bonner hit a dig for open play. Um, you know, it would take take a while to sort of think about that, but yeah, he offers something a bit different. I mean, I know it sounds like I'm beating on Bonner here, which I'm, I'm not trying to, but he just offers something a wee bit different. Um. To Bonner, and I think you know he'll be. Hopefully, if he if he stays, obviously we we don't really know who's staying and who's going at the moment. But I think um, if he stays, you know we've we've definitely got a gem in there. Um, I'd like to a, keep him for sure. I'd, I'd like to keep him definitely as Aye. well. Give him a real um, chance. Yeah, give him a chance and let him give him that left back spot and see how he does. And um, because mm-hmm. the, the boy obviously he's came to a came to a different different country, you know. Very far away from where he stays. Didn't speak the language um, when he first came over. Then get injured. You know he played a couple of games. Then he got injured in the Aberdeen game, um, the four nothing game, uh, which was one of Gio's last games. Um, Aye. He got injured that day, and then since then he's been sort of struggling for fitness. But he's got, you know, hopefully a wee bit of fitness in him now, and we can get these next couple of games, game a pre game a break in a pre season. He'll come back looking a lot stronger and a lot fitter. And, you know, he can show us what he's made of. Um, I, I think the other thing to remember is, like, remember the chat when Alfie came was he was really close to Candace because he spoke the language. The only guy that, that can talk to uh, Ridvan, really, is Haji, who's been out and all. So now that mm-hmm. Haji's back in about it and training with the team and playing and that, that you would think that would make a difference because you'll be able to be able to start to fit in a bit better. Do you know what I mean? When things, Hadji can explain them and that. And as he's English, obviously, he'll get better over time. It just, I don't know, I think it's these wee details that on a human level obviously make sense. But, you know, from a fan to footballer, you just expect them to be a, a football-producing robot. Do you know what yeah. I mean? But you, know, you go to Turkey or, or somewhere, you can't speak language. It's a factor. It matters. Do you know what I mean? Oh, big time, yeah, definitely, mate. Definitely. And then obviously we mentioned... Um, Mentioned John Souter, I thought it was it was quite nice and fitting that he scored as well. That that'll do his confidence, you know, a a world a good mate. I think like like we said, he's had he's had a rough time this season from injury and bereavement, um, as well. So it was nice to see him getting a goal, and I thought him and him and Goldson at the back were, you know, were were pretty solid during the game, um, as well. So it was I, I was delighted to see someone being in the score seat. Souter, uh, sorry. Um, we are bullet ahead there as well. That um, one of our friends put it in the group chat. Joe Hart just standing there as the ball hits the back of the net. You know, looking opposite way, he had no chance. Where it did he? It was just an absolute bullet. <laughs> Aye. 
No, I was happy for the big man. I think, like you said, all round, he had a he had a pretty good game as well. You know, take take the goal. I don't think it was a performance that you'd go, oh, well, lucky he scored, because otherwise he didn't do anything. I thought he played well in general, and, and yeah. Goldson did. I thought we were pretty comfortable, uh, the centre-halves were pretty comfortable um, the vast majority of the day, you know. So, nah, fair play. Uh, and even the one that Jack has the brain fart, uh, I think it's, um, when it's O'Reilly that's through it, I think, it might have been Goldson, but I think it, might, I, I think, I think it was Suter that was, I think that it was, was back Suter. and yeah. just did enough to put him off maybe and, and allow McCrory to get in a good position and we make a save. So, um, again, you know, if, if he has, if he makes a hash of that, O'Reilly's through one-on-one and, and, and might get a goal. So, he, I think he, he delays and, and does pretty well. So, now I thought all round, a decent, decent afternoon's work for the big man. Yeah, yeah. And then the next one, Keith, I thought I wanted to discuss, probably discuss the three of them and the winners, the midfield three. Uh, Lundstrom, Raskin and Cantwell, who I thought, Nico Jack. Raskin, uh, sorry, Jack, sorry, what did I say there? Lundstrom. Aye, so Lundstrom, Jack and Raskin. You Raskin, mean? sorry, yeah, yeah, sorry, Aye. that's what I meant, yeah. Okay. Um, Talking about Raskin first, I thought, he had a, I thought he had a brilliant game. He was he was everywhere, he was tenacious in the tackle, he was, you know, made a couple of fr- great through ball for Sakala, that was, you know, unlucky to get, um, well, he did, Sakala did beat the goal when that led to Cantwell's shot, they just went by the post, Um. As well, I thought I thought Raskin had a great game in there. Um, what did you think of um, Raskin's performance? I everything he had, he had everything. He was winning tackles. He was starting attacks. He, he had some good passes. He had some good like we you know interplays where there was a few quick one twos first time you know like bang 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 and it's it's out wide and we were at them and stuff like that. So no, I thought he did well. He um, first and foremost, I thought. His defensive display was good. He was in the right positions. He was blocking, um, blocking passes or shots and winning tackles. And that was, I think, predominantly what he was there to do. But when he when he did, he was springing forward quickly. How how many times he just you watch him and he'll take the ball in a tight situation in and around the box. He'll spin or whatever and beat the man and then charge through and and, and make a pass. Sometimes you're like, oh, wee man, you're going to get caught doing that, and it's it's going to be it's going to be trouble. Um, but he, he gets away with it all the time. He does it, and he, you know he's he's tricky. Um, so nah, he's he's always there. He's always an option. Defensively solid first and foremost, and then I good runs, springing attacks, some good passes, all round midfield display. I thought it was thought it was phenomenal. I think we'll come on to Cantwell, but Raskin was very close to man in the match. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. And then um, Lundstrom, I thought that was probably his best game in a long time. I sort of said to, after the game, me and my brother met my cousin and a couple of mates in Edmonton House, and I, this sounds that this is going to sound really weird when I first say it, but I compared John Lundstrom to Kyle Lafferty. He seems to only play when it's coming up to, you know, when the sun's out towards the end of the season, the way that Lafferty uh, yeah, did. Lafferty, you know, he, done, he done it last season, you know, after the, after the new year, he turned around and he seems to be doing it again this season. He seems to... You know, do well, and I thought this was probably John Lindstrom's best game this season. I thought he was, you know, he was in about it. He was everywhere, um, really defensively solid as well. I thought that all three of them were, you know, particularly good. But yeah, Lindstrom, I thought this was probably his best game this season for by far. I think I think to be fair, Lindstrom over the last four or five weeks, as you say, is the weather's picking up. Maybe there's something in that. Maybe we should <laughs> we should go and play in Barbados or something like that. Day, but um. Uh, is it the last four or five weeks, I think he has been getting better, including the last couple of firm games. I don't think he, you know, the last 
the last time or two, they've not been, you know, running over the top of him and, and making him look like he's wading through treacle. Like, yeah, like I thought he did play well in the semi-final as well. Yeah, I thought he did play well. Ah, in that he's, game. he's been yeah. getting, a, he's been hitting, and again, maybe no the heights that he did hit last last season. You know, yeah. but certainly not at his best. I don't think, but he's been getting better, and I would agree. I thought he was thought he was pretty decent uh, yeah. yesterday. Aye. And then uh, the last one in there is Jack. Um, I thought he was he was solid. You know, he, he was his usual self, and then obviously he has that bit of a, a brain fart, and luckily it doesn't amount to anything. Um, but yeah, I thought Jack was just his usual usual self in there, and I think you know, I can see why he is. You know, there is talking. It's pretty much certain that he is going to get a new deal, another year deal with the club because he probably is one of. He is probably you know. Maybe now, other than Raskin, but before that, I thought he was definitely our best midfielder that we had. Um, you know, just for his all-round play, the calmness on the ball, his tackling ability, he can have a dig. You know, there was everything about him in there, but it's just he's he's made a biscuits. You know, his lack of, you know, kind of kind of get a game time in there. I wonder if there's going to be any any, any chat with him now. You know, maybe we staying on. You know, you might need to knock Scotland in the head. You know, to sort of keep playing for Rangers, you know, because obviously he's going away with them every every squad as well, which is going to have an effect on his body. Um but yeah, I thought I was I was I was happy to see Jack back in the back in and I thought he'd obviously other than that, but I thought he'd put in another solid shift from him. What did you think of Jack's performance? I thought it was decent. I looked neat and tidy mostly, like you say, but uh, that, that that one moment. But I think mm-hmm. that my my reading of Jack was he isn't he hundred percent fit mm-hmm. and he played to to his current level of fitness. Like I don't think he was his usual self. He wasn't you know, he didn't he didn't get involved as much. But I think one of the ones where you go, like I'm 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 carrying a wee bit of a knock here. I'm gonna I'm gonna just take it easy and, and no get too excited and try to charge up the pitch too much and then I can't make it back sort of thing. Yeah. He, he seemed to me like he he was a bit more disciplined and played to his fitness level. But I, I don't think that that was just Jack's decision on the day because if if you watch even inside the first ten minutes, even after the the goal and and after we kind of you know settle into it, Lundstrom is a good bit higher up. So it's almost as if they say, right, Jack's not got the legs today, John. You you go and bomb up that side, and Jack will sit in, and, and Raskin can cover across. And do you know what I mean? Like so, when we when we get the ball, it, it was like we knew that, and we just we played to that. But yeah, or maybe we did that. Because I think Jordan Lundstrom's better going forward or whatever. Maybe it was tactics, but to me, I, I read it as Jack's not quite a hundred percent, and he's playing to his fitness level, which was, as you say, decent and more than enough for sure. Yeah. And I would much rather have had him in there than Glenn Kamara, for example, yeah, who definitely. was the obvious replacement on the bench. You know, like sack that, not interested. So, I, yeah. I definitely. Yeah, definitely. Um, again, I thought the midfield just to sort of just to sort of confirm that I thought that they three were, you know. Particularly Lindstrom and Raskin were good. Jack was really good up to you know, like you said, up to his sort of level of fitness. I thought he'd, you know, other than that mistake, I thought he was you know, he'd, he'd done what he needed to do in the day, um, which was good enough as well. So let's uh, have a wee chat about the, the front three then. Can we we'll leave the best to last, I think. So we'll sort of talk about um well, we've already talked about Matondo, I think, so we can sort of skip him on it. Yeah. Let's have a wee chat about fashion. Um you know the man is <laughs> frustrating as hell. You know you'll you know you'll you'll miss something and then he'll score an absolute world day, wouldn't he? You know, and just when the picture I seen on social media sort of sums him up is when he's 
you know, we we go where he rounds he rounds heart and he puts it in and you can see the whole govern front doing about where you sit, Keith. I think you maybe just missed you, you're just a wee bit further on from that. But hundreds of guys a woman had their hands in their heads watching this because you know he's he's had previous for this where he's missed a couple of sitters. But luckily this time, you know, it's slotted in the back of the net, which will do his constants a a world of good as well. But yeah, I thought he was he was tricky, you know, he caused him a wee bit of bother. He sort of set up Lundstrom's shot, which led to Cantwell's goal, um, running at them and then just passing it back to Lundstrom. What did you make a what did you make a fashion's performance, Keith? Um I mean I would say that he had uh, one of his better days, shall we mm-hmm. say. You know, like he's uh, he, he is an enigma. He's very erratic, um, but I felt throughout the game he was he, he was causing him trouble. You know, he was he was drifting it wide. He was picking up the ball. How many times? I mean, he was an out ball. You know, he was he was winning headers. We were getting the ball on his feet. He was holding it up and bringing letting others come on, come into play, and, and that sort of stuff. So I know I thought he'd, I thought he had a good game. Um, he he did all the way. To, I think until he got taken off. Anyway, he was he was causing them problems. He was pressing pretty well at times and. Helped us win the ball back. You know, when we did decide to go, we would win the ball back high. He was involved in some of that, which is what led to his goal. Um, he, I, I, constant, constant threat. I would say constantly getting involved in the play. Sometimes he can totally drift out a game, and then he starts getting the ball, and it, it's gone like he's got two backwards feet, not even two left feet. You know, where <laughs> the ball's just gone everywhere and anywhere. But he was constantly involved, and I okay. You still have you know a couple of wrong decisions or bad technical passes where you're thinking how can you know just pass it by yards mate without me and ask it but yeah. you're always going to get that with Sakali he's never going to have a have a, a neat and tidy Kevin De Bruyne performance do you know what I mean that, that's not who he is yeah. um, so I, there was a few moments like that but overall I thought he had a, a really good day I thought he deserved his goal and I'm, I'm glad when he got it um, speaking as somebody that has run about in that it, it did it didn't look like it was hitting the post as such but you looked at it thinking I don't know where that's going to go. You knew it was going to be close. You know that you could tell this is going to be close. It might just clip the post. It might. You didn't know, man. There was definitely no sure thing. And no. I think if you get him in a moment of truth, I'm pretty sure fashion would say the same. Because if you, in that picture, his face is exactly the same as everybody else's. He's like, oh man, what's happening here? Like <laughs> nobody knew. It looked like you're thinking the guy beside me is like, that's hitting a post. And I was like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm not sure. I. I no, no, it's not. It's going. In. Oh, you might be right. It's hit the post. You know, that way, like it all happened so fast. But genuinely, you're just all over the shop. I didn't know what was happening, but now nah, well done, me man. I was glad for him to get his goal, and he, he looked pretty happy with himself as well as he should. Yeah, definitely a good day office for him. And then, last but not least, let's talk about uh, Todd Cantwell. He was just everywhere. He was brilliant. He took his goal so well. Got he loved it um, when he scored it. Um, Joe Hart put his hand up for offside. I thought that was ah, crazy. Aye, that was brilliant because he was nowhere anywhere offside. I don't think any Rangers player was, but um, no, no. Offside, so God knows what he was. He was thinking, um, just, just putting, his, putting his hand up, hoping for the best, didn't he? But aye, um, we don't do that, and I'll go offside. Ref, you got to shout for it, didn't you? Yeah, well, I don't, I great, don't like that. great, great goal, straight aye. through it, and he looked like he thoroughly enjoyed it. But then for the rest of the game as well, he was just, he was phenomenal. He was digging deep. And that's something that I think a lot of lot of fans are surprised about. Just you know, just the tenacity. You know how hard you know you know he's in there and then about it. Because when I thought when he first signed, I thought he was more like a you know flamboyant number ten. 
almost, you know, a bit like a an Ozo or a Mata, you know, no, obviously not comparing them to them, but, you know, sort of that sort of type of player. Um, whereas he seems to be this, you know, hard tackling, you know, in about at number eight, which is which is fantastic. But I thought he was fantastic. He was he was everywhere on the day. Set up the set up Sakala's goal perfectly by just being tenacious sell, you know, winning the tackle between McGregor and Starfelt. Um and then Starfelt passing it to Sakala almost. He let him run in. But yeah, I thought he was brilliant. I mean, what else can I what else can I say about him, Keith? We did I think you're probably going to agree with me, but he was he was he was everywhere, wasn't he? I uh, what I said to it was one moment in the second half. It might have been. It might have been the the, the goal. I don't know. I, I don't think it was, but it was. But it was another tackle that he's. You know, he's he's put a bit of pressure and flew into somebody. I think he gave away a foul. To be honest, when it happened, and I turned to the boy beside me and I says, "Look, just shows you. You can't judge a player by his hairband." Cause <laughs> it, that's it. You see that. You see the hair and the. You know, and you think ah, this guy's a. He's a. Like you say, a, a, a pretty boy, Ozil, just going to glide about, and as soon as there's any physicality, he's just going to want to go for an early bath. Which is obviously no good in Scotland, but he is not at all. He uh, he puts it about. I think yesterday was was a perfect game for you know like a perfect result for a guy like that because then you know he already that you can tell he doesn't like them. You can tell he's like I want to get right into this mob, and then that just that we taste you know of like ah right okay I know how it is to score and beat them and get an assist and fly into tackles and like that that'll do him no harm. He he'll want more of that so. Um, nah, deserved man of the match. He was everywhere. He was doing everything. He was stopping Callum McGregor, keeping him pretty quiet. I mean, when was the last time he hurt us? Really, you know, no much. And Tillman's been doing that job before, and that kind of, you know, just go and sit on him and stop the passes getting into him or whatever. Cantwell did it amazing yesterday. He was at him quite a lot, winning the ball off him, flying into tackles, manhandling him at times, giving away free kicks. Don't mind that, you know, just yep. go and be physical. Absolutely no harm. Kind of like old school Scotty Arfield on, on Scott Brown. Remember whenever Scott yeah. Brown, was, everybody was scared of him. And Arfield just didn't like, who is this nugget? You know, and just flying into tackles and noising them up. And it, brilliant, right? Love it. That, that's that's kind of how Cantwell seemed to me yesterday. was everywhere. And obviously, like you say, end product as well. Not just, uh, not just up for the fight, but... And that was the major difference yesterday, was that we wanted it more. And obviously it meant more to us and we needed it more and all that stuff. But yeah. Cantwell summed that up. He, he wanted it more than any of their players by far. Aye, definitely. He showed the the hunger and desire in there, didn't he, to, you know, to win. And it's, I think, you know, like you said at the start, Keith, you know, guys like him and Raskin who haven't, and Bill, you know, who haven't tasted victory yet, that'll be sweet for them. And it just, you know, it gives us that we maybe that we maybe not momentum, but like just like a wee bit push forward for next season to show that, you know, you know, we're up for this. Fair enough, they have beat us the last couple of games. But it's been it's been pretty close other than other than the game at, you know, the start of the season against them. You know, the first game at uh, at Parkhead. Other than that, these games have been fairly close. Um and it's just wee tactical decisions in there or, you know, it seems to be our mistakes, you know, I think in the cup final I know that 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 was on Bill, obviously, like we said before, because he, you know, he's midfield. They put Lundstrom and Kamara in there, and he kept Cantwell and Raskin on the bench. And before then, it was two nothing down before before he made Aye. the substitution. So that's on him, and I think he admits that the the other two games have been our mistakes that have caused it. You know, game at Parkhead, two mistakes, they score. You know, they take their chances, fair fair play to them. You know, that's what they do, and that's why, you know, they 
they won the league this year because they take their chances. And, you know, the, the semi-final there, you know, that, that mistake in the box, the chip in and then they score, you know, it's 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 all their mistakes. If we eradicate that, you know, there isn't there isn't much in the teams. Um and obviously we've got a big we've got a big change around happening um this season as well, next season happening as well. But it definitely just gives you that wee bit of confidence and just that wee bit of relief, I think, more than anything. I I mean both those guys have come out after previous recent games and said words to the effect of well, we beat ourselves. They're not. They're not actually that good. Like they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're they're not that well. Sorry, let's take, let me rephrase that. They're not that much better than us. Um, we beat ourselves. That's mm-hmm. words to that effect. So that's fine, right? But after the fact, it, 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 the press, especially, will spin that as silver grapes and all that sort of stuff. So talking it and saying it only gets you so far. You need to go and prove it by producing performances and results. So the fact that they've been able to, as individuals and as a collective will do no harm, as you say. It gives a bit of confidence. And and it, it doesn't it doesn't mean, you know, all of a sudden we're gonna just go with the same squad for next season or anything like that. But it gives those sort of guys that we are going to build the squad around, let's not kid ourselves. It gives them the, the confidence and the belief to go and do it again, to go and lead the next group of players into doing it rather than, you know, coming into a dressing room, which we've we've seen recently it's 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 really, really hard to come in and change around, my whole, change around the whole dressing room, who are like, ah, oh, not this again, you know, they keep cuffing us. It's not easy to just flip a switch and with one or two players, but that's not what's happening now. They're coming into, well, we've got the momentum. And Ange's looking around his squad going, you take out Carter Vickers and, and, and Kyogo and we're 25 points worse off and finishing second and struggling. Do you know what I mean? That, 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 that's, the, that's the realities, you know. We've... Their squad yesterday, we've been playing even more hamstrung than that all season, and we've yep. still managed to get 83 points so far and, 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 and made a pretty good hash of it. Do you know what I mean? So I think it, it does definitely give give a bit of belief and set a, wee bit of, set a wee bit of doubt or questions their side as well, which isn't going to do any harm whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then, like you're saying about talking about a wee bit further ahead for next season, Keith, most of it, I would probably say that all of the players that you obviously we don't know, you don't have a crystal ball or anything like that, but most of those players that started yesterday yesterday will probably be there next season. Um I don't think there'll be very many that won't be there, you know, if you're looking at it, you know, I think McCrory, Yel uh, Tav, Golden, Suter and Redvan will be there. Cantwell, Raskin and Jack will be there. Lundstrom will probably be there. Matondo and Sakala, you know, I think most of them um, if not all of them will be there next season do you agree with that? I, I would say most of them yeah. aye. There's, there's, there's a bunch of them you would be like they'll, they'll definitely be there um, there's some that we're unsure of but let, let's be clear the reason we're unsure on them is because of rumours and fans and Twitter and crap like that right? there's mm-hmm. no the clubs come out and said like the Ridvan thing you know Ridvan's tipped to go Lundstrom's probably tipped to go most people wouldn't be surprised if Matondo goes and, and Sakala might be a sellable asset and all these arguments. That's all fans guessing at stuff. We, we don't know what Bill's thoughts are and, and, and what yep. the club's thoughts are, but I would say, I mean, a good chunk of them you would expect will, will, will be there with some degree of confidence. Maybe all of them. And I, I don't know, looking about, is there any that you'd be like, oh my God, if he's still here, I'd be devastated. Knowing that 
still here means part of the squad, not necessarily starting week in, week out. There's some yeah. that are starting week in, week out. We're maybe having a bit of a, a conversation and we're a wee bit of trouble, but there's nobody there you'd be like, I'd drive him to the airport myself the night. Do you know what I mean? They're all all right to be in the squad, so aye, I think I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, and then just talking to on, on the index, Keith, as well, there was a lot, a couple of young boys on the bench as well, and two of them came on, Alec Lowry, and lovely to see him coming back on after his sort of injury concerns and then the loss of his um, one of his parents um, as well. So nice to see him back in and then Zach Lovely is getting a couple of minutes as well. It's nice to see, you know, a couple of these young boys and then obviously with Divine and King on the bench as well. So there was a number of young boys in there who, you know, nice. it's always nice to see. I think it's always nice for the fans to see a couple of young boys on the park, isn't it? I know. So that's, not, that's, that's good. We, we have watched the... The B team and the 18s a, a, a couple of times recently, and I, 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 I'm not convinced we've got a massive crop of them. Yeah. Um, but the ones that we do have, um, I think we could have a have a couple of decent players. You know, I think probably the best the best of them for me is young Bailey Rice. Uh, hopefully yeah, he'll get he looks next good. Season he he looks like a real a real player, really composed and really good. But Lowry's got plenty of potential if he can, you know, if he can get a better run of luck and also. You hear a lot of rumours about his attitude being being a little bit far from perfect. If he can, you know, if he can get get the mentality right, he could be a really special player. Lovelace, I think he's he's a wee bit further behind in his development, but I think he's like seventeen or something like that. You know, yeah, he's only young. Yeah, Lowry by a couple of years in age. So, you know, if if he develops quickly, he could be he could be a real asset as well. But I think he's got a lot more developing to go. But fair play to the kids. It's good them getting on, getting a bit of a sample of being there on the day, getting the experience of the atmosphere. And and, and for guys like that, that you, you might be thinking, you know, they're doing well at the B team level. Could they be looking to, could they be like, like if I don't start getting any first team squads, I want to move. You know, I want yeah. to go and get football. I want to go and get, uh, you know, you could be go and play League One or Championship football or whatever. You know that that's better than playing lowland league. Do you know what I mean? So these boys might decide to look on. So I think if we do think they've got potential, then getting them in about it hopefully helps keep them here and show them like you're not that far away for this. If you can just do the right things and develop in the right ways, you know I think. Uh, <coughs> yeah, definitely. And obviously, when you look at Young Divine and King as well, they've had a lot of minutes this season as well. Particularly King, um, Leon King played. I think he played every minute in the Champions League for us. I um, see, yeah. You know, at his young age and stuff like that. So they've played a lot of football this season. Obviously, Kings has been obviously because of injuries and stuff like that. And you know, it doesn't help him with the fact that he's playing, you know, he played with he played with Sands and he played with, you know, Ben Davis at the back. And Davis doesn't seem like a very much a talker at the back, you know, whereas Aye. I think if he you know, if he had the right chances and the right opportunities in there, obviously he could have a magic, you know, magic ball and sort of, you know, guess all this. You would you would have liked to have seen King getting a game here and there with Goldson at the back of him to talk him through the games and stuff like that. But the boy has played a lot of minutes, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's 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 nice to see some of the young boys coming through and you know doing well and you know some of them getting their opportunity. But yeah, just in just to sort of sum up, Keith, you know, just in general, you know, the game and just just to sort of just get your overall thoughts on the game and you know just what you just want it, you know, obviously. Like like I said, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't mean a lot because we can't win the league. You know they've already won it, but you know it just puts a wee dent, you know, in there. And every every game and every game against them is important as well, regardless what it is. Oh, aye, aye. No, every every game matters. Um, 
and it's great to win. It was a good performance. In isolation, brilliant day. In the wider context, um, like you said, there's 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 concern and work to be done. But all all that you focus on in any given old firm game is go and win the game first and foremost. The rest of the stuff you can talk about and it'll take care of itself. You need to go and perform well and win the game. And we did that. And you know the the manager got the tactics right and the players executed it executed it well and were very comfortable. 3-0 winners you yeah. know, there's, there's, only, there's only plaudits and that, they'll, they'll get that because they deserve it for the season as the whole we, we spoke about it at the start and, and what it means for next season you know that, that's a totally different conversation but that, that one game um, nah well done I don't think any Rangers fans getting massively overexcited about it though and thinking no. oh my god next season we're going to just I just did that we won the league that that that's not part of the, the the narrative. Everybody knows there's still work to be done, um, but so do the club and so does the manager, and, and that's all going to happen, which is which is great. But to end the the season, you know, v them like that, that that does us no harm going into the summer, and if it puts a wee bit of a, a doubt in their mind and and does agrees them a wee a wee happy days, I think uh, all round good at the office. Yeah, definitely, mate, definitely, and I think that's a that's a good place to call it, mate, and. You know, good words to finish it on, a good day in the office indeed. Um, so, yeah, so, Keith, as always, thanks very much. It's always a pleasure to spend this hour talking to you about all things Rangers. So, uh, it's been, a, been an absolute pleasure, mate, and thanks very much. Yeah, cheers, mate. As you say, always good. Um, even even better when we actually win. Recently, it's, it's, been, it's been good because we've needed the therapy, but uh, I know, appreciate it as always, mate. Brilliant. Like I said, I think this has probably been one of the nicer ones we've done this season because obviously, <laughs> always seems to be when we come back, we always it's always doom and gloom. But tonight's been a bit of a been a bit nicer, mate. Definitely. So I, um, as always, thank you everybody for listening. Keith, thank you very much, and we'll be back soon again with another episode in the Dell and Keith Show. Until then, we'll speak to you soon. Cheers. Cheers, mate. Take care.